Broadcasting live from the Crypt of the Eternals on the Plain of Amonkhet, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. Graham here with Cameron. Hello. And Nelson. Hi. And today we're going to talk about a variety of things, including the bands, Jumpstart, Amonkhet Remastered, Gladiator, whatever takes our fancy, because that's the show. Before we do that, a reminder that the show is brought to you by card kingdom do check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr for all of your card needs uh if you tell them loading ready run sent me button please they'll give you a little one inch button which currently says putting the woo in wooberg and the show is also brought to you by you and your kind support of our patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run so let's start briefly with the august i know it's like middle of august by the time this episode's coming out but early in august there was a new band and restricted announcement and we went over the previous band announcements fairly in depth and we're not going to do that this time because there's uh, there's a lot and it would take the entire show but the main things i wanted to mention is that we were talking about pioneer a lot last time and mentioning that inverter of truth was the thing that people were kind of I mean, among other things, the people were upset were not being banned in Pioneer. And now Pioneer saw Inverter of Truth, Kethis the Hidden Hand, Walking Ballista, and Underworld Breach all banned. Yeah, big sweep there. Yeah, just hit them all. Still not banning Dig Through Time, which is neat. Yeah, that is interesting, actually. Going for Inverter instead there and allowing the possibility of more combo decks to maybe crop up eventually. Mm-hmm. Inverter is kind of the saddest band because it's the sort of the coolest card that's part of that deck. You know, it's like right. that's that's the weird one you have to build around. If anyone doesn't remember, Inverter is too generic and black black for a six six flying that exiles your library when it enters the battlefield, or, or it switches your library with your graveyard or something. Yeah, it exiles your library and then your graveyard shuffles up and becomes your library. Whereas Dig Through Time is just blue blue instant. Uh, search your library for two cards and put them in your hand. It's m- much less neat. Mm-hmm. In Brawl, they banned Teferi Time Raveler, the Three Fairy. In Historic, they banned Wilderness Reclamation and Teferi Time Raveler. And I guess they've finally realized that Teferi Time Raveler is a problem because over in Standard, they've banned Teferi Time Raveler, as well as Wilderness Reclamation, Growth Spiral, and Cauldron Familiar. So big news in Standard. Yeah. Yeah, four cards banned at once. I mean, I'm glad that they've unbanned interaction by banning Teferi. Yeah. <laughs> Mystic Snake's back on the menu, boys. Yeah, instants. Did you know, have you heard about these cards? They're called instants. You can play them anytime. Like your main phase, right? And I mean anytime. So it's it's perhaps less interesting to talk about the reasoning behind those bans, because I think if you're playing standard, it's fairly clear why those cards you know are are good and possibly need addressing and i think what's more interesting is this excerpt from the wizards article about it this set of changes is a deviation from our usual band list philosophy for standard and as such we consider it an experiment outside of the very top levels of competitive play including throughout most of mtg arena traditional standard ladder we're seeing a good distribution of deck diversity and win rates however at the skill level of our most competitive tournaments and the mythic ranking on the arena ladder we do see a small number of decks with high win rates and play rates that have remained in that metagame position for quite some time so on they say there they continue 
Under our usual approach, we would have allowed standard rotation to provide a natural and predictable shift in the metagame with the release of Zendikar Rising, but in an era of social distancing, the proportion of standard play occurring on digital platforms has increased substantially. As the rate at which players can rack up games in standard and digital is higher than in tabletop, we believe it is correct to enact metagame change at a faster rate as well. So they're specifically targeting decks that they say this in as many words they are specifically targeting decks that are strong and popular at the higher levels of competitive play right yeah and i like that agreed yeah no i I think that's that's correct i don't think anyone wants to be playing against the same decks or playing the same deck for three months wait when does zendikar rising come out (laughs) uh four weeks oh god okay Four weeks, three months, you know, same thing, actually. I, I, I don't fault anyone for being like, I don't want to play against rec- Wilderness Reclamation for the next month. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> it's not interesting. Yeah. I mean, Teferi was good against it. So it's like, that. that's, I think, part of the reason that this clump of bans happened together, right? It's like, if you're going to, I think they said as much in the article as well. If you're going to finally ban uh, Teferi, then you need to also ban Wilderness Reclamation because... Teferi is one of the things keeping the reclamation in check. And then I think Cauldron Familiar is the next one that makes the most sense after that. It's like if those two are both gone, then the the Black Red and Jun decks will kind of have free reign. Although, like, I enjoy the conceit that Cat, Cauldron Familiar, was the the problem card. You know, the, the cat being banned. I just enjoy the idea of this cat on fire, right? Being like, oh, thank God, finally it's over. Instead of banning the oven. Yeah, right. The cat. <laughs> right. They, they, they could have liberated the cat, but instead, no, it's it's just gone. I like the idea that the story they're telling here is that, like, you know, they're finally letting the cat die rather than yeah. like rather than destroying the prison. They're just like, OK, we're going to let we're going to finally cook the cat and eat it this time. <laughs> yeah, no, cat's done. Cauldron Familiar is not banned. It's just been sent to a uh, draft binder upstate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it, it, it it's happier this way. Mm-hmm. Also, this leaves the potential that they could unban it in a future format after, you know, after rotation, they could unban it and then we could have another cat comes back scenario. Oh. Like, like, remember that there was the last three weeks of standard where Rampaging Frostdawn was legal again last year? That was so weird. Yeah, and and if Cauldron Familiar comes back, that opens up all kinds of sweet jokes. Well, really just one, but... <laughs> and it's not that good. We can edit all this out, right, Heather? Yeah, no, Heather Heather listens to all of this. I edit these. I know you, I knew you too, Graham. It's just funnier <laughs> if I'm talking to Heather. <laughs> uh, so the other thing that I thought was strange in this ban announcement is that there are cards that were banned as part of this ban announcement that were not announced as part of this ban announcement. Right. Because the next, was it the next day or a couple days later? It was the next day in the magic arena state of the game. They mentioned that ruined halo was banned in brawl and ruined halo and Gideon's intervention were banned in historic brawl, but that was not mentioned in the main BNR announcement, which is weird because Historic is an arena format, but Brawl is not. Right. Right. It, is that true? Do people actually play Brawl on paper? Good for you if you're playing Brawl on paper. <laughs> I mean, I, no one's playing Magic of any kind on paper at the moment, but ostensibly <laughs> Brawl is meant to be a 
format that you can play in any in any form. Oh no, that's right. I remember Sunnyvale plays Brawl on paper. I do know someone who does it. And okay. it's rad. Brawl's actually a cool format. They maybe just ran out of lines of text because there were so many I mean, we already mentioned eight cards, and then they had to ban and nine if you count Teferi and being banned in uh, Brawl, and then ten eleven Teferi and Wilderness Wreck being banned in Historic. So fitting in those extra bans, you know. That that article was already too long. Was was it the biggest ban and restricted article of all time, like since announcing Standard or something? I think so. <laughs> Quite Probably. possibly. Yeah. yeah. I thought they just didn't catch till the next week. Oh, right. Rune Halo and Brawl is no fun. Ruined Halo is white, white for an enchantment. As it enters the battlefield, you choose a card name. You have protection from the chosen card name. So you in Brawl, you just go, I name your commander, have fun. And Gideon's Intervention, similar kind of thing. It's two white, white for an enchantment. As it ETBs, you choose a card name. Your opponent can't cast spells with that name and prevent all damage that would be dealt to you in permanence you control by sources with that name. So again, you just name their commander and if you get this out ahead of their commander, they just can't even cast it. So, like, I understand why they were banned. I'm, I I think that was smart to do in those formats. It's no fun to be like, you know, we're actually not playing the format that you brought a deck for. But, it, I don't know, I just thought it was strange that those bans were uh, not in the BNR announcement and were like, surprise, bonus bans the next day. Yeah, speaking of surprises, along with the experiment of trying to, you know, more actively attack the top of the metagame that we talked about earlier. They didn't do an announcement for this announcement, which like that had been the, the case for a while. It wasn't on a regularly scheduled announcement. It was just, boof, these are banned now. Like, mm. have have a bunch of bans, everyone, immediately. So that's another, you know, you're going to feel one way or the other about that if you're a regular standard player. Either you wanted to know a week in advance or you didn't. But probably... You're playing Arena mostly or MGGO, and this is good news. It's just like, let's make these bans happen now. The other thing is like a huge sweeping ban like this, if it were going to affect, you know, two months of driving to tournaments or just, you know, going to your local FNM and playing in paper, it hits you in the wallet a bit more than if you're just moving around your wild cards on Arena. So that takes the sting out of it a bit. Nor- normally, if the format needs to be corrected by a huge ban and you're like a competitive player it's kind of annoying like it's like you gotta you know dig back into the funds or work some trades or cash in a bunch of credits so you have a standard deck again if you had been playing one of the decks that just got banned and if you're playing standard at all you're affected by these bans like i you know we're we're gonna talk about gladiator in a second maybe and i I went in to build gladiator decks and i was just like i guess i'll clean up this deck folder it's just every single deck has like the you know the big number on it's like you have this many illegal cards in this deck i'm like oh yeah like Teferi or Cat were in pretty much every deck I played. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice that you, you know you get something back. Having a really volatile standard format that's changing every month during the pandemic, you know, stings a lot less. I'll say. <laughs> I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping when we go back to playing lots of paper tournaments that there are less bans every week in standard. Right. So fingers crossed. This is a, a bumpy part of the you know, the fire philosophy era, and it's going to get a little smoother. That's fair. Well, speaking of Gladiator, at time of recording, you both played the Gladiator stream on Friday Night Paper Fight yep. just last night. And yeah, how was it? Because I, I, I played last time we did it, and it was super fun. I had a lot of fun playing. My Aristocrats deck got a lot better since the last time I played it, because uh, Jumpstart and Amonkhet gave me a bunch of new quotation toys i got blood artist i got 
Falconrath Noble. I got Bontu the Glorified. Ooh. Those are all, you know, good cards. But we had been talking a bit before the stream went live, and, and Ben said that the format felt a lot like Highlander circa 2011. Mm. Right? Like, there's a lot more open space for your pet cards. Right. Which feels really nice as a brewer, right? Like, one of the complaints I've heard about Highlander recently is that because the power level of cards has been kind of, like, creeping up, right? Like, 2019, if the card says 2019 on it, it's probably pretty good. It means that a lot of those pet cards are just actually no longer defensible includes. Yeah, I mean, it's like 100 cards, and you can only play one, but then when you're allowed to play cards from every single new set that they released in 2019 and 2020, yeah, the the metagame of playable cards in Highlander has been shrinking pretty quickly. And it's it's definitely refreshing to build for Gladiator. It's nice getting to figure out you know what's available. It doesn't take that long to learn all the cards on Arena still, you know, even though lots of new cards have been coming out. The mana's pretty bad, so you feel pretty constricted compared to canadian highlander it's like really bad yeah you feel constrained that way which is nice i like i don't know i like that i like feeling like okay there's i actually am a big fan of the bad mana base on arena it provides a very organic deck building restriction where you have to be including things like guild gates right if you yeah. if you want to if you want to play three colors you kind of have to accept the fact that you're not you're going to have some bad you're going to have some bad games I should say, because we did an episode on Gladiator, but it's been a little while, that for those who are listening and aren't familiar with just what the heck we're talking about, uh, Gladiator is an arena format that is community-driven. Ben Wheeler's been a big part of the push for sort of its initial promotion and shepherding the ban list and such, which is currently just Oko, Thief of Crowns, and Field of the Dead. And everything that's legal is what whatever you can get on Arena, which means not only do you get, as you said, Cam, the things from Amonkhet Remastered, but also Jumpstart and the strange like Arena only starter cards that literally only exist on Arena and nowhere else. Because he was showing last night, there's one, it's one in a white for a one one that whenever you gain life gets plus one plus one. So it's like a slightly smaller Ajani's pride mate but then that means you can run two Ajani's pride mates because similar to Highlander Gladiator is a hundred card singleton format so it's hundred card singleton historic anything on arena that you can get your hands on can go in 1v1 obviously same life totals no Oko no field of the dead and yeah watching the stream was really cool especially with Amma get remastered and jumpstart because there was you know, it has that new format freshness of like, what is that card? I've never seen that card. <laughs> yeah, like the arena cards are, there's some weirdo cards in there. But Amonkhet also brought out a lot of like things that had been previously around as invocations in Amonkhet are now just in, in arena. Cards like Sphinx's Revelation, Thoughtseize, right? It's it's very exciting. These are good cards. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm absolutely going to lose to a Sphinx's Rev cast for seven. Yeah, are are all of the yeah they are all the the into play tap cycling duels are a really big get for the format as well. Hmm. Just yeah, we only have the allied color pairs because that cycle is as yet incomplete. But 
those are a good one. And then I don't know. I'd like to. I I saw that you can play seven mana nickel bolus now. So I that that card might be okay for the format. I'm not sure, but yeah, certainly a bunch of pretty sweet little pets. Cut to ribbons is legal. I almost took my blue red deck and you know just made some more black duels so that I could you know convince myself to play cut cut to ribbons when I already have a perfectly good lava coil. But cut to ribbons cut to ribbons is a pretty sweet Highlander card that's still occasionally makes the cut in Grixis control. Yeah, and like I'm, I'm very excited to finally be able to pull together the Highlander list I've always wanted in Arena, which is Mono Grixis two for ones. Nice. Which is just like it's like Jund, but what if it was Grixis, right? Like the great Jund archetype of just reigning value, which I also guess like Obzon does quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I always loved Alex's uh, description of Obzon decks as just these machines or brain that very slowly lowered a shipping container of value onto your head <laughs> over the course of about 15 minutes. Yep. And you, you, you wound up just being like very slowly being crushed by it. So I look forward to doing that with a, a different mana base. Jeremy White approves. I don't know if Jeremy's gotten a lot of reps into this format or not, but he certainly is a fan of the Grixis two-for-ones strategy. I will have to speak with, with him about what, what a good deck list looks like. You should probably include the Scarab God. I'm noticing that one's one of the ones that made the cut. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of Scarab God, I got him in a draft last night. And oh. Nice. Yo, yeah, picked up some some straight-up scoops to Scarab God. Yeah, let's let's talk about I'm Cat Remastered a little bit because I've only played some amount of it, but it's it's pretty fun. So basically, at one time deep in the beta, Amon Cat and Hour of Devastation were on Arena, but they were removed before the I believe they were removed before the open beta. Was it just yeah. the closed beta they were in? I think that's right. Once the or it was it might have even been the last wave of the closed beta when they were when they did the the purge or whatever it's called. They did a reset on the yeah. server and all your Kaladesh and all your Amonkhet block cards went away. And so what was it? You only had it's not Raven. What's the set in between those two? Ixalan. Thank you. Yeah. You just had Ixalan cards basically and then Return to Ravnica came out. Yeah. Or not Return. Guilds of Ravnica. Sorry. So this is basically it's like an arena only draft set which is a fun idea because this is sort of around the time of year when on magic online the team will go okay y'all are bored of corset draft so here's cube or here's something different and interesting and on magic online they have double masters don't have double masters on arena so what's something new and interesting we can give people and so this is amonkhet remastered this is the second time they've done this actually because previously on magic online we had Tempest Remastered, which was a similar sort of idea. And they've taken Amonkhet block of the sets of Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation and the invocations and the cards from the Planeswalker decks and condensed the whole thing into a curated big set, essentially. Because Amonkhet was a big set of 300-some-odd cards, Hour of Devastation was a small set of a bunch of cards and then there's all the other cards I mentioned. And so there's 338 cards in Amonkhet Remastered. So it's sort of like a greatest hits streamlined limited experience of Amonkhet, which is super fun. 
And there's also there's also a box topper, which was is a weird terminology because of course there's no box, but uh, if you buy the like bundle on arena you get a regal caracle it's number 339 in the set of 338 cards but it's been fun because when i'm drafting it there's lots of cards that i'm like oh i remember this being good in drafting the block i'm gonna take it and let's find out if it's good again now generally speaking it has been but also there's cards that are like what is this I've never seen this card before because the stuff, like I mentioned from the Planeswalker decks, you know, there's some of the ones in there that are sort of the like, if you control a Bolas Planeswalker, which is very strange to see those show up in draft. But there's a couple other ones that are like, oh, this card's actually just super okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I saw this weird bug that cared about Bolas Planeswalkers. Mm -hmm. It's like, what's that? Well, weird. Yeah, there was one that was like a 2-1 flyer for two. But it's like, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have a bonus Planeswalker, but I'll still play this card. I don't remember what it was called. I should look it up. I, I found it. It's Wasp of the Bitter End. Thank you. Which which seems like it's got all kinds of awesome Spoonerism potential. I mean, right off the top of my head, it's like, it sort of looks like Wasp of the Ed Bittner. <laughs> like, like, I'm just realizing now that Bitter End is a Spoonerism I, exactly for Ed Bittner. That's fantastic. This is the man that owns our local game store, Yellow Jacket. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's not all of the invocations too. And then like, there's a couple cards that I didn't think were invocations. Like demonic pact is in this set. I didn't wait. What? Yeah. So they also added about 10 or 15 cards to sort of, to spice up uh historic because right. the idea is that all of these cards, you know, none of this is legal and standard, but these are all going to be legal in arena historic. And so there's, like extra bonus thing, like a uh, collected company, for example. Right, collected company. I, I guess it's like flavorful that Demonic Pact would be in, in Ammon Cat, right? It's like that's where the kind of showdown with Bolas is happening for Liliana, right? Like she she kills the last of her demons and then has to be beaten by Bolas, right? Or or does it happen on Dominaria? I mean, Bolas is obviously on Ammon Cat, so I you know I see the connection. Yeah, so we've got like Sphinx's Revelation. I want to say Lord of Extinction was not originally in Amonkhet. No, Lord of Extinction is definitely from Alara and not like a Planeswalker. Yeah. But I guess also, is Lord of Extinction even a legendary creature? Maybe just like nope. the idea that there is a Lord of Extinction <laughs> on any random plane. It's fine. Turns out Lord of Extinction is just a big bug. <laughs> it's it, It's got amazing new art from Jason Engel that makes it look, yeah, very sort of scarab-esque. Yeah, no, that that one definitely took me by surprise when I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I swear that there's some of the aftermath cards that I have just never seen before. Like I was playing draft the other day and someone cast reason to believe and uh, reason is single blue mana sorcery scry three and then believe is four and a green sorcery. Look at the top card of your library. You may put it onto the battlefield if it's a creature, if you don't put it into your hand. And that was in Hour of Devastation. But it's a rare, and I just never remember seeing it. <laughs> I had a draft deck with two. It's sweet. Dang. Scry 3 is almost draw a card. We called it draw a card back when it was on that Sphinx from First Theros. Hmm. Okay. Hornet Queen is in the set? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a spicy one for, for Historic. 
four, you probably know it if you're a casual magic player, it's in your commander deck, but three green pips and four generic for a 2-2 flying death touch that also comes with four 1-1 flying death touches. Mm -hmm. Pretty sweet card. Shatterstorm, which is one of the invocations, is back. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool stuff. And generally speaking, it does feel like, you know, it's it 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 hits all the notes of drafting in Amonkhet block. So there's a lot of cards with exert. There's cycling, there's both embalm and eternalize. There's a few cards with afflict, not a not a huge number of afflict cards made it through, which is uh, that's fine. Afflict just kind of sucked mm. <laughs> to, to, yeah. to 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 have to be attacked. I actually like afflict as an idea. It just sucked when you were being attacked by it. Oh right, Pact of Negation is in this set. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that was an invocation, I believe. Also, Thoughtseize. We're yeah, talk with the powerful ones. Yeah, Sphinx's Rev, Thoughtseize, and Pact of Negation, all now legal and historic. Wrath of God? Yep. Just Wrath of God. Good old Wrath of God. You could also hit these in draft. Like this feel it feels like a weird Amonkhet cube. Which is right. not a criticism. <laughs> it's uh Yeah, the 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 little I've played of it has been has been super fun and sort of seeing things i remember from the draft originally that people haven't quite clued into yet <laughs> has been entertaining like you can get you can do a lot of fun stuff with dauntless haven the two one flyer that whenever it attacks you untap a target creature you control meaning that at its baseline you can just sort of give it vigilance right white exert was a pretty powerful like sort of you know human brain level strategy yeah and when i streamed on lrr mtg the other day, the VOD for which you can find on this YouTube channel, if you're watching on the YouTube channel. We got a deck with, we drafted five Oketra's Avengers. <laughs> and there was nice. more that we saw go by. <laughs> and it's like, that's not going to last. People are going to realize that Oketra's Avenger is supremely irritating to deal with. It's one in a white for a 3-1. You can exert it when it attacks. If you do, you prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to it this turn. So if you're on the receiving end of an Oketra's Avenger, you better find something with four toughness quick. Speaking of that, uh, did you know that there's a do nothing one four bug? Yeah, Dune Beetle. Yeah, those go th those little guys, man, just straight shooters with upper management written all over them. They carry those <laughs> minus one minus one counters real well as well. Yeah, yeah. There's that's that's another archetype from the original sets that I remember being a lot of fun. You get Hapatra, of course, is the the sort of leader of that deck. She's green black for a 2-2 two -two human cleric whenever she deals combat damage to a player you may put a minus one minus one counter on target creature and whenever you put one or more minus one minus one counters on a creature create a one one snake with death touch and then there's all these creatures like crocodile of the crossing defiant great maw soul stinger that as a uh, baleful amet that as a downside you have to put minus one, minus one counters on a creature you control, but then you get this undercosted creature. And so if you have Hapatra out, you get to just do ridiculous things with getting lots of snakes. But even if you don't, you know, you can put the counters on themselves. But if you have something like a Dune Beetle that can just tank a few counters, you get, you know, for example, Soul Stinger. It's just a four, five for four. That when it dies, you can put a minus one, minus one counter on target creature for each counter on Soul Stinger. So obviously if you put the counter somewhere else, 
that doesn't work. But then you just have this four five for four, which is great. You've got uh, the, I guess, sort of a combat trick slash removal spell of Splendid Agony. Two and a black instant. Distribute two minus one minus one counters among one or two target creatures. That was a fun one. And then the set has all the trials and the cartouches, so you get to sort of cycle trials and cartouches, which is fun. The trials all do, they're all enchantments that have an ETB effect, and then they just sit there, and then if you cast a cartouche, you can return all your trials to your hand, and you can cast the trials again. Those cartouches, some of them might be playable and historic, too. Like, they're they're halfway decent enchantments for, like, an enchantment strategy, which is, always seems to be kind of borderline okay i know that enchantment strategies are playable in um, gladiator right now so that's exciting for them nice and then hapatra like a pretty cool historic brawl commander too Mm -hmm. the other experience that i had that i just wanted to share about amonkhet remastered is lotus god feels really good until your opponent just spends a lazy afternoon bullying it with glory bringer (laughs) (laughs) because lotus god has four toughness and is not a dragon. Don't believe my god. You can keep casting it though, can't you? Oh yeah, you can keep casting it. And right. they can keep exerting Glorybringer. Just <laughs> right. like, I'm Lotus God, I'm back. And <laughs> Glorybringer's like, cool, bro. Wham. For you. <laughs> and Lotus God is just like, oh, mango drink. <laughs> right, as just Glorybringer rains blow after blow down upon the smaller man. Yeah, I guess I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm really, I'm fine. It's okay. <laughs> you can recast Lotus God and it's like, congratulations. You've spent six mana to fog every other turn. Not even <laughs> <Or> something. Well, <laughs> not even. The, the glory bringer has to exert at least like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's an awkward pairing. Certainly Locust God and uh, glory bringer. They'd be a weird couple to see walking to the Met Gala together. Speaking of weird couples at time of recording, jumpstart has just gone away from arena no. damn it really did leave this morning i thought i still had this weekend Ugh. at time of i'm sorry at time of broadcast oh good <laughs> you have you have another day and a half i got it okay I got a, a match to win or a game to win yeah but nelson you wanted to talk a little bit more about jumpstart yeah the jumpstart's kind of just uh like i haven't been playing a ton of magic period but when i have been i've been like playing a bunch of jumpstart and i just still think the format's really cool i also have run into some fairly frustrating combinations like you know i've, I've had both elves and wizards and i've had dogs and minions I, I had to play a lot of games before i got my second win with either of those mm-hmm. but i you know i've seen just a bunch of cool stuff happen that's like I like that the format has taken me from feeling like this is draft. This is what happens when draft decks are good or whatever to like occasionally being like, no, this is like a devious constructed deck that my opponent has where it's like you don't you didn't have a lot of money, but you did build your deck really well. So, yeah, I just I I feel like the format has done a great job of being a really easy place for new players to approach the game. And being just like really seamless to jump into and providing a ton of replay value. See, like my one complaint about Jumpstart is that I love it. Uh, but if I see discard or devils come around, I'm taking them again. <laughs> right. right. Because Those I keep wanting to good. jam more Jumpstart to get like all of the lands and play all of the different decks. But if either of those two packages come along now, just windmill slam, they're mine. Yeah, I mean, it's important to note that 
it's just your time you're gambling with. You you kind of like if you sit there and keep playing Jumpstart, you'll eventually get all the prizes. You just need to win two games. So if you know if you're just enjoying the place experience of crushing people with discard and devils, and you want to keep doing that, that I totally respect that, and that's fine. But if you want to be like the completionist and try to get all the lands or just get like cards, I really like that it's like you you get to buy cards this way. I thought I would hate it and like admittedly not just being able to buy the packs having to like get roped into like playing this little mini tournament every time you play the packs is like i I can see people complaining about too where if they just are trying to like flush out their historic decks or whatever you have to do it with wild cards instead but i don't know i i like the experience of being like oh okay i get my pick of one of three cards that i will now be able to play gladiator and yeah that's like another that, that no other format really does that you just like open packs when you're drafting or whatever and you don't know what you're gonna get you can you can pick cards in the draft obviously but it's kind of cool that you you have even the experience of drafting has been kind of hinted at with this format right like you you're mm. teased you know the idea of draft by having to pick your packets so i Everything that's wrong about this format, for some reason, feels right to me. And, like, I get people saying that it's wrong, too. But I, if you happen to enjoy it, then, you know, just so you know, people who hate Jumpstart, there are people who love Jumpstart for, weirdly, all the same reasons you hate it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been enjoying it for similar reasons of being able to just, like, sit down and, you know, for all obvious external reasons sometimes i just don't feel up to doing a draft and i don't have any constructed decks because i don't really like to play it and being able to sit down and be like oh yeah let's just let's just do jumpstart is great i love it and i hope it comes back sooner than later agreed ditto oh also we had sort of a gladiator event too i didn't i didn't jam any of those games but i know it happened and I thought it was kind of cool. They had Arena Singleton, so it was historic, all the cards. And then they, they also the team chose to ban Oko. 100, sorry, 100 Card Singleton was on Arena for like just a few days, I think. I, I would have played it if it was still around for this weekend. And then they banned Oko and they banned Nexus of Fate instead of banning Field of the Dead. So that's interesting. Hmm. Field of the Dead probably on the Gladiator watch list, I'm going to guess. Uh, Field of the Dead is banned in Gladiator. Sorry, I mean Nexus Nexus of Fate, probably on the on right. the watch list of cards that might get banned. Sorry. Hmm. Are there ways to deal No, no, there isn't. The card just sucks. Mm. Yeah, it's a goodie. Yeah, careful what you wish for, Cameron. I remember wishing for like a good taking turns deck. <laughs> right. But I wanted that deck to be bad, right? Right. You know, it was great because it was a bad deck. I mean, taking turns has had its, its moments here and there. It, it, I think it's regularly been not as bad as it seems, but there have been plenty of bad versions too. But taking turns, there was a little while where it was a, a real part of the modern metagame. Yeah, I mean, like, all I wanted to do was win games with Jace Bellerin. Right. Oh, yeah, right. That version of taking turns. God. Or it was like, sort of taking <laughs> I mean, turns. that was, <laughs> yeah, that was a bad deck. <laughs> right. You're correct. We take the turns away from you by winning the game. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, next time we have this podcast, we might have Zendikar Rising spoilers, too. That's got to be coming up. God, really? 
Well, I don't know. Didn't you say it's only four weeks? Isn't it like three weeks before release we get? I mean, our, our sense of when things come out is a little bit skewed by the PPR, which we hadn't really talked about in this podcast either. I had a really good time. Thanks for inviting me. I got to full on, full on be on the card for the PPR. Yeah. This past time. That was a lot of fun. We, if you hadn't ca- caught it yet, we got to do a real draft with each other, with real people. Um, we just did it out in the park. Yeah. A lot of people ourselves included talked about how much we enjoyed that and we're just sort of like i would do this again just just draft outside just for fun because this was great and nice <laughs> yeah Does, do, do any of the people in loading ready run own like a you know four acre lot with like a beautiful sunken garden in their backyard no i feel like that'd be something that ian could just you know, oh yeah, James is typing yes, but you can't come over. I was yeah, I was gonna say Ian no. or James. Thanks, James. My building hasn't I feel the love. My building has an enclosed yard that is large enough, but we would need the furniture. Fair. Yeah, Zendikar Rising comes out on September twenty fifth, which means that the pre release would be the week prior on the nineteenth. I mean in whatever form that the pre release takes meaning that we internally here are going to start presumably get our hands on something a week prior to that so yeah it's like it's like four weeks away so yeah we're going to start seeing spoilers pretty soon yeah exciting i like landfall often zendikar is pretty good for highlander it's like zendikar and innistrad both tend to bring every time we've been to these planes there tend to be some some new cards that matter for highlander maybe mm-hmm. not so much to the last zendikar set but the first zendikar set mattered a lot so yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. There's been a lot of magic sets, but I'm feeling like less burnout right now. M21 was a, an easy enough set to digest. Nice little yeah, little palate cleanser. A little bit less reading than Akoria. Yeah, and I honestly feel like Jumpstart and Amonkhet Remastered also helped with any kind of magic burnout I was experiencing. Yeah, yeah. where they're just kind of like very diverting little amuse bushes. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Magic Online has Double Masters and Magic Arena has Amonkhet Remastered. I think that's super cool. Is Amonkhet Remastered on Magic Online? Probably not. I assume not. Well, the cards all are, but I don't know if you could draft it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Amonkhet Remastered brings these cards to Arena. Exactly. So I assume it's an Arena only thing. I've bought a new computer since the last time I've opened up Magic Online. I'm a little sad to say because I could be playing Canadian Highlander on there. Um, I, you know, there's just only so much time at the end of running around all the kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but it's, that's, that's, that's why we like arena. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Boots up quicker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay then, I guess that is going to do it for this week when we gosh when i mean when we talk again we may have some very early zendikar rising previews which (laughs) feels wild but here we are so uh, until we do talk again a reminder that the show is brought to you by card kingdom do check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr and also the show is brought to you by you and your kind support of our patreon at patreon.com slash loading ready run so until then i've been graham joined by cameron Hello. Goodbye. And Nelson. Hi. Goodbye. Register to vote. 
Shoutouts to James for being here running the card reader and Heather for doing podcast admin and in Nelson's mind editing them. And we will talk to you next time. Bye, everybody.